Oh Lord our God, may the message of his redemption resound throughout all the earth. That men and women will arise and embrace their Savior. That your name, O oh God, may be glorified and your kingdom may prosper in the honor. For in Jesus' awesome name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I welcome you to today's uh, Kingdom Life Seminar. We bless the Lord our God for the opportunity to gather either physically or online to share in this uh, fellowship this morning. And our meditation is titled Just a Prayer Away. Just a Prayer Away. And our text is from James chapter 5, verse 16. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. It's verse 16b. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The International Standard Version says the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And the Passion New Translation, New Testament Translation says for tremendous power is released through the passionate heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. Can somebody say amen to that? Daily you and I must challenge ourselves with the words of our Lord Jesus Christ where he said in Luke chapter 18 verse 1 he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint he had several several other injunctions on the subject of prayer in Luke chapter 11 verse 5 he told a parable that reveals to us how powerful effective prayer can be in the lives of believers in our Lord Jesus Christ he said to them in verse 5 of Luke chapter 11 which of you shall have a friend shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey is come to me, and I have nothing to say before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut. My children are, are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give you. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend. Yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needed. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, 
and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Here our Lord Jesus Christ tells us of importunity in prayer. But what exactly does importunity mean? Here is Webster's Dictionary. Importunity means troublesomely urgent. Okay? Overly persistent in request or demand. In other words, men and women who will not take no for an answer. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. They will not take no for an answer. Troublesomely urgent, overly persistent in request or demand. Our Lord Jesus said we should have this approach in our prayer to God about a matter that is dear to our hearts. The injunction to ask, seek, and knock reveals the man who will not go away and will not take a no for an answer, but will persist and insist until he or she is answered. Now, what is this persistence predicated on? Why, why should we persist and insist in prayer? It is predicated primarily on God's willingness to answer. As the Bible says in Psalm 65, verse 2, O thou who answers prayers, unto you alone shall all flesh come. Unto you alone shall all flesh come. It is predicated on God's faithfulness to his word. He said, I honor my word above all my name. And in Psalm 138, verse 4, and then in Jeremiah 1, 12, he said, I watch over my word to perform it. It is also predicated on God's promises. You see, his promises that he makes based on the integrity of his character. It is also predicated on God's overall goodness and mercy to us, his children. So you see, when Jesus, our Lord, says, when you come to pray, be troublesomely urgent. Be overly persistent in request and demand before the Lord our God. Here, our Lord Jesus Christ tells us that we are in a father-child relationship and so should come in prayer with great expectation of an answer that will resound to his glory. The petitioner 
in this parable went in the middle of the night a most odd time to visit a friend and he was not ashamed to go at such an odd hour because he was desperate to meet the need of his friend it was not his own need here and, and his family had already had dinner but a friend happened to arrive at his home in mid, at midnight and he realized that he had nothing to place before him I am very familiar with people who arrive at midnight when we were growing up there was always a relation of us you know uh, married to my father's half sister always arriving at 12 midnight and he must always eat you know and he will not come alone he will come with a group of uh, friends he was a politician you know and at that middle of the night my mother will send us to go and pound him yes so I, I identify with this parable you know said a friend of mine he arrived at midnight and he's so hungry and I have nothing to place before him and so as a result of that he was willing to arise himself and go to another friend in the same middle of the night and say you need to help me out okay he realized that he just had to get up to answer his needs because he was persistent he refused to go away you know oh boy are you still there oh boy get up please this is a very serious uh, man yes very serious matter this man will die before morning if i don't find something for him to eat you know so an interesting part of this parable was that the request was not for himself but for the needs of another or others who arrived at his home at midnight he was willing to be troublesome he was willing to be urgent and overly persistent on the behalf of the needs of another that's important you know because this is about intercession yes you may not be directly affected you may not be suffering directly but you and i should be no less as intense in our prayers to release and relieve the problem in our nation yes we live in a nation ravaged by many problems many of which are man-made insecurity corruption outright wickedness governance confusion and ineptitude lack of inspirational leadership at every level and more problems more problems grassroots everywhere the point here that is that it does not matter if you and I are not directly or indirectly affected it does not matter that we are not suffering in any overt way the consequences of all these problems but nevertheless we should appear constantly before God interceding for this uh, for our nation and praying for these problems to be resolved for heaven to intervene and bring about changes 
someone has said that once you live in a land that land will limit you it will limit what you can do it will limit what you can achieve it will limit the cap your, 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 your ability to, to utilize all your God-given talents a young man graduated first class in chemical engineering in the Nigerian University he went America. He did a PhD in record time in chemical engineering. He came back here. I know him personally. And he went around with a, a paper he had written showing how quickly we can transform our hydrocarbon industry to be pluralistically productive and meet so many demands in the community. He went from office to office. From a corporation to corporation of all the people involved in the hydrocarbon industry. Finally, one man called him and said, my, my dear, I know you're interested. I know you're training. But nobody here is interested. No, they're not interested. So, I advise you, return to and he returned to America. And he returned. And he returned. Okay. So if he had stayed here, you know, such a brilliant young man, he may never have fulfilled his potential of being at the forefront in the technology to utilize hydrocarbon to meet the needs, diverse needs of man. Many Nigerians would like to see a leadership that inspires us to strive to be the best we can be for God and man and reach out to others in love with our big or small success being our brother's keepers that's what you would like to see you know an articulation of a philosophy or creed that says Christ be the best you can be but don't forget your brother we, we have that uh, 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 philosophy in Ibuland many years ago, you know, nobody should leave their brother behind. Yes, yes, you know, to, to, to struggle, yes, struggle as much as you are, strive for success, but don't forget the others. Now, when King Saul failed in leading Israel aright, the prophet Samuel prayed and prayed to God until the Lord showed him the shepherd boy David as the answer to his prayers. Samuel was very happy to anoint David king before he passed away, knowing that the future of the nation would be secure in his hands. It proved true, for King David forged the 12 tribes of Israel to a very powerful nation that fulfilled both ancient and future prophecies. The government here in our na nation, Nigeria, that preaches the gospel of the domination of one group by another can be very certain that they can never be the architect of a great Nigeria where citizens grow to become brothers and friends, helping one another to become the best we can ever be for God and man. Therefore, we must pray for God to come and install our King David for us, who will show the path to 
inclusive growth and development for the greatness of the nation and all our people. Now, there are many people who will hear this and they're like, well, this is not really what I want to be praying about. Yes, I have my needs, you know, my children's school fees, my house rent, you know, the, the list. Yes, everybody has their needs. But unless you set up, you and I set, set up by prayer, a nation that will enable us to be and to do. You know, you know, there are so many reasons why there is corruption in this country. You know, if you go overseas, you will see that for many people, their basic needs are taken care of. The government is uh, doing healthcare. The government is doing education. All the things for which people are corrupt. They, they give us reasons for their corruption, you know, and, 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 and there is provision for their houses. They pay a little mortgage down and they, they, they own their home, you know, and they'll be paying small, 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 you know, and they live there for 25 years or 30 before they finish. There are so many reasons, you know, why you and I need to pray for our nation. It is important, therefore, it is very important that we pray for our nation and, 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 and prayer. It must be persistent, must be insistent, must be urgent. Everybody must rise to pray for our nation. I had a recent revelation that uh, has prompted me to share this meditation. In that revelation, there was a conclave of sorts that at the end of it, if you were watching it, it was no more than a cacophony of sounds. People just talking and talking and going and getting nowhere. I watched from a distance as they made no headway in resolving the looming crisis. Then the Spirit of the Lord led me on a whirlwind tour of our hinterland. And I saw, you know, we're just going from place to place, from place to place. And I saw in our villages, our people toiling, struggling very hard to make a living. Totally, completely oblivious of any government or, and any help. They were just living in their hearts, you know, and in their little uh, enclaves, just struggling to make a living. But they were amazingly at peace in this their world. They were amazingly at peace in this their world. At peace with themselves, at peace with their neighbors. And the Spirit said to me, can you see that these people are at peace? They live in peace and they want to continue in peace. But the leaders are in strife, determined to have strife and encouraging and planning strife. And then the Spirit said to me, pray, 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 pray. He kept repeating that, pray, pray, pray for change in leadership that truly cares for the people, one that is determined to improve their lives in definite ways. Can somebody say amen to that? We must admit 
that our system of politics today turns up leadership that is incapable of articulating any vision for greatness for our nation and its people. Not what we have now, because it's all a money affair. If you do not understand rigging, if you do not know how to rig, don't participate. I had a, I had a cousin years ago. He was a retired policeman. He said he was invited to, to, to Abuja by a certain gentleman, you know, who wanted to recruit them. And he said when he got to the interview, his first question, the first question he was asked was, how many types of rigging do you know? How many types of rigging do you know? That is the, the first question for hiring you. If you are a sophisticated uh, rigger. What we have seen so far are selfish and self-centered megalomaniacs who will stop at nothing to gain power for its sake. Not to use it to inspire a generation to pursue excellence, truth and justice for all, that we may find the true path to our greatness, which is love and inclusion, but to use it for themselves. We must pray to evolve a new system of governance where elections or whatever form of selection turns up the right quality of leaders, of people with a vision to take us from one level of greatness to another. I bring to you all that are under the sound of my voice the words of Lord Tennyson. More things are wrought by prayer than this world dreams of. Wherefore, let thy voice rise like a fountain for me night and day. For what are men better than sheep or goats that nourish a blind life within the brain? If knowing God, they lift not hands in prayer, but for themselves and those who call them friends. For so the whole round earth is everywhere bound by gold chains about the feet of our God. In other words, everything is in this And that's why the Spirit is saying, pray. It doesn't matter if the world doesn't know it. It does not matter if men and women don't know, understand the place and power of prayer. But you and I do. You and I do. And that's why the Spirit is saying, pray, pray. Pray. And the Bible, the Apostle Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. You know, don't mind those who castigate and ridicule those who pray. Don't, don't be discouraged by those who say, oh, all this prayer amounts to nothing. What you and I should know is that through prayer, we construct a new world in the invisible realm. And one day, what is invisible will become visible. The fervent prayer of a righteous man is very powerful and effective. That's a very important point to note. That we cannot dissociate the life we live from the prayers we pray. The two must go together. It was Abraham that revealed this dimension to prayer. He was the first to indicate that righteous men and women have a standing before the Lord God Almighty. 
Abraham did not suggest sinless people. No. He spoke about righteous people, men and women, who are determined to stand with God in all matters of truth, justice, and morality. With godliness, they are determined to stand with God. They are not sinless, but they are righteous. They stand with God all the time. They stand with God according to truth. And truth is according to the word of God, as revealed in John 17. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them. Because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. Notice from this scripture in John 17 that truth sanctifies and so separates men and women from the world and their ways. Righteous men and women conduct their lives in accordance with the sanctifying truth of the word of God. Okay? They're not sinless. They're not perfect. But they conduct their lives consistently in accordance with the truth of the word of God that sets men apart to do what is right on the earth. The righteous ones, therefore, are those men and women who have been sanctified by the truth in the word of God. When they pray with energy, they are very effective because they are standing where God and his word are standing. They cause heaven to intervene on earth in diverse ways. And one of them is to cause a David to emerge to steady the sheep of state and foster unity, love, truth, and justice for all in the nation. Many people hear this and they are like, this is a dream. It is impossible to attain given the caliber and quality of leadership that we have. But that's what prayer is about. That is what prayer is about. Think about all the nations that broke through in their, in, their, in their land. They always had a man that was a visionary, a man of integrity, a man that was determined to transform the nation and see the people's lives change for the better. Let us determine to set ourselves apart by the word of God and then rise to pray for a new Nigeria under God where truth, love, and justice reign. This is our challenge. We, we cannot pretend that nothing is happening because it may not be affecting us directly. And that's what that parable is about. The man went out at midnight to look for food, yet he was not the one that was hungry. He was not the one that was hungry. Now the question you and I need to ask ourselves is, have you enlisted in this army of righteous men and women who pray? Or 
are you a spectator? Talking a lot, not praying at all, or praying very little. The Spirit said to me, pray, 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 repeatedly. Righteous men and women are those who have their sins washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son. They are sanctified by the Word of God. And so stand where the Word of God stands in all things. They follow Jesus Christ as their Lord and King. The King who rules by love. And so try to walk daily in His footprints through love at every level of relationship and engagement whether official or private. They are conditioned, inspired, and empowered by love to serve others. They pray and they yield to the Lord God Almighty to work out His purposes through their lives every day. It's not something that just happens. No, these are decisions we make. It's, they are choices that we make. If we want to see a new dawn, a new day, a new nation. Our Father in heaven has promised to answer our prayers speedily. Now, for those who are yet to join this army, let me invite you to give your life to our Lord Jesus Christ so that your life can count not just in time, but also in eternity. That you can be numbered amongst those who rose up in their lives on earth to pray that the purposes of God be fulfilled. To pray that righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost reign on earth. And that's the kingdom of God. To pray that men and women may experience the boundless love of Christ in their lives. Now, for someone to enter into this community of righteous men and women, you need to give your life to Jesus Christ. You need to come to him and say, Lord Jesus, please forgive my sins. Please wash me in your blood. Please clothe me in your righteousness. I am determined from this day forward to live for you on this earth. I am determined from this day forward to live your life on this earth. I want to assure you that it is the Holy Spirit of God that gives the inner strength to stand firm and stand strong. And when we pray for him to empower us, he will answer us and give us inner strength that we knew we didn't have before. You give us the courage and the boldness to stand firm and stand strong against evil. And we know we never had it before. We used to succumb and join them. It is the Holy Spirit that empowers us to lead godly lives on earth. Righteous men and women, they are not sinless. But they're always living in the presence of God. Where sin is exposed. And repentance follows to increase strength. As revealed in 1 John chapter 2. 
Verse 1, my dear children, I am writing this to you. This is a letter to Christians. I am writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. Therefore, when, when, when a righteous man comes before God, and if he falls or fails, he does not lie down there. He goes to Jesus to have his sins washed away. And he goes to the Spirit of God to be re-empowered so that the same uh, problem will not trip him up again. The Bible says, therefore, in 1 John 2, 2, Jesus himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins, and not only our sins, but the sins of all the world. And we can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar. That's what verse 4 says. And is not living in the truth. It's a liar. Because if you claim that you have given your life to Christ, you are now a righteous person in Christ Jesus, then you are obligated, you and I are obligated to obey God's commandments. Verse 5 says, But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is how we know that we are living in him. Or simply put, that is how we know that we have become Christians. Those who say they live in God should therefore live their lives as Jesus did. That is the calling for you and I to arise and stand in our Lord Jesus Christ and pray for a new world, for a new generation. Other people prayed. We know about the West Wesleyan revival of John and Charles Wesley. How he shook the United Kingdom to his foundation and raised quality men and women. And some of them went to parliament and abolished slavery. Yes, even some of them who were slave owners, they were bold enough, they were courageous enough to ride against the current and tide of the time and stop evil in their nation and produce the people who understood something of the love of God. This is what it's all about. Extending the knowledge of God and his Christ into the heart and life of men and women so that wherever they are, they stand up for truth, for justice, for righteousness. They shine a light that darkness cannot overcome. They stand up for what is right. Let us join in all one accord in this prayer that God may arise over us by the outpouring of his Holy Spirit in order to raise men and women of integrity and character through whom he will change the nation. Let us bow our head and pray. Let us bow our head and, our heads and pray. This is, this is so, so important. There is no other way. God has to arise. God has to arise. 
and his spirit has to impact the lives of men and women and then position them in the corridors of governance so that he can use them to inspire genuine change in the land. The nation is reeling under the weight of evil. But this is the time to say to God, please intervene. Whether the evil is insecurity or corruption or outright wickedness of man to man, let us say to him, Oh God, unless you arise, there is no hope. Unless you arise. The Bible says, you and I must be troublesome. We must be overly persistent. We must be insistent in our prayers. For when the man showed importunity, his friend had to get up to answer him. And Jesus is saying to you and I, when we show importunity, when we show troublesome, or troublesome urgency, when we show overt, overt persistence, God will arise and answer us and cause a change. Never underestimate the power of your prayer. If you are passionate, because the Bible says the fervent, passionate prayer of a righteous man is very powerful. Not prayers of those whose thoughts and minds are far away on other things, but prayers of men and women who when they remember the sufferings, the pain, the aborted destinies of their countrymen and women, they go to God and say, please intervene. Make a way where there seems to be no way. Oh God of all heaven and earth, unto you shall prayer come. For you are the one who answers prayers. Lord, hear us, hear us, hear us, oh God. We cry that our nation may arise a godly nation by your power, by your intervention, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you will dethrone all pretenders to governance and enthrone men and women you have prepared to give this nation a future and a hope, just like you desire. Hear us, O oh God, hear us. But we ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen.